Hello and welcome to episode 105 of the Atlanta Man podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Rogers, and I'm here to talk some ball with my guy, Evan Etheridge. How are you doing, Evan? Yes, sir. Uh, good to be back, man. I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Yep. We uh, missed last week. I had some uh, vacation obligations I had to be on, but uh, we are back and uh, got a lot to talk about. Got the first um, non-All Braves episode in quite a minute. I, I guess since uh, the Hawks uh, lost in the playoffs and the Falcons draft, uh, we had the Hawks had their draft. Feels like forever ago now. Um they also traded John Collins, but uh, we'll get into that on the back end of the episode because we got to talk about these Braves because uh, there's some ridiculous things going on in Atlanta right now. The Braves currently sit at 56 and 27. That is the best winning percentage in baseball. They don't have the most wins. The Rays still have one more win than us, but uh, they've lost three more games than the Braves. Um, they are nine games, technically 10 games up on the Marlins of the East because we did clinch the tiebreaker against them this weekend which is pretty crazy. The Braves are 9-1 and one against the Marlins this year. Um, they've just been absurd really for over a month now. They went 21-4 and four in June. They're 2-0 and oh so far in July. And uh, I'm sure we'll go through some more crazy stats, but where's your just like overall feel for this team? I mean, it can't be anything but positive because it's just been unreal how good they've been. Yeah, they're ridiculous. Like, um, you know, just game after game, I'm running out of words to to describe this team like – you know, in, in my 22 years, this is the best team, like not just the best Braves team, the best team I've ever seen. Um, just insane stuff. And to do it without, you know, arguably your top two uh, pitchers, like we, you know, we've been saying this all year long, same, same stuff. They're just ridiculous. They keep finding ways to win. The offense is just unbelievable. Like every single batter in the lineups above average, um, yeah, and they're just passing the torch, just just hitting bombs. I mean, I, I'm running out of words, man. Like, they're ridiculous. Yeah, it is. I mean, just looking at all of their stats lined up, um, only got us a below average and slightly. It's Michael Harris, and it was because he was, like, the worst hitter in baseball for the first two months. Um, he's continued to be solid. But, I mean, yeah, like, things have really came to, like, a head with some of these guys, like how hot Ronald's gotten. And he's just fully like just cranking homers at will. Like 40 40 seems just likely now. It's more on 40 70 watch, maybe even 40 80. Like it just, it's crazy. I mean, the supporting guys too Ozuna, Rosario. Um, Arcia's kind of cooled down, but he had a homer today. So he could be right back at it. And uh, yeah, and like you said, um, not having free to write and still without Jesse Chavez and Dylan Lee. Yeah. Those were two very important relievers last year, and they were good this year before they got hurt. I mean, this team has been far from perfectly healthy all season. <laughs> like, you, if you would have said, like, some of the injuries, you'd think, oh, they might be in trouble. But it's been the opposite. They have been unbelievable, and I'm with you. They're definitely the best Braves team I've ever seen um, and maybe the best team I've ever seen, too. We'll see how the full season turns out, but I haven't seen many teams get this hot. Like, they're 24-4 and four in their last 28 they won 16 out of their last 17. It's uh it's crazy. Um we can talk more about them, but we should um touch on the all-stars. Let's go ahead and get this out of the way. Uh it was announced that the Braves would have three starters in the game. Uh Ronald Acuna, who led the entire league in fan voting, which fan voting is a hot topic, but um 
Acuna, I think, was very deserving. Him and Otani are the top two. And then uh, Sean Murphy, who was kind of the no-brainer for the catcher. And then Orlando Arcias, the starting shortstop for the NL All-Star team, which is crazy um, considering where he was at the beginning of the season. And, um, you know, what we thought he was going to be this year, we thought it was going to be Vaughn Grissom, and uh, he was just going to be the bench guy, and he is the starter. (laughs) So uh, what do you think about those three guys before we get into the – other guys that made it as reserves um because nothing too surprising we all, all thought those three were going to be the three that made it for sure to be starters yeah yeah i mean ronald was a lock like i said most votes yeah. in baseball um you know sean murphy had a little competition actually at catcher uh will smith is having a fantastic year in la so um you know he kind of edged that one out so uh shout out to braves fans for getting online supporting their boy um and then arcia like dude he hasn't been a full-time starter since like 2018, like five years uh, in Milwaukee. And so, um, you know, tons of questions coming into the year. If he was even going to be like, you know, obviously the starter, but like, you know, we had, we had our eyes on Grissom, 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 Grissom. And then they announced Arcia. We're like, you know, what's going on, whatever. What the hell are they doing? Yeah. (laughs) You know, I was, I was definitely a, you know, a voice for Von Grissom. I thought he deserved a chance. And, um, you know, obviously they, they were right. Like um, the defense wasn't there and, and, you know, so you take that and then Arcia steps in and just picks it up. Like he's, he's been unreal all season long. And so um, to see him starting is just like, you, you never could have predicted that out of me, like, or anybody to start the season. Like, yeah. And it's really cool for him. Like he, when we yeah. traded for him in 2021, it was just kind of like, uh, well, that's cool. Like he he immediately went down to Gwinnett. He stayed there for a few months, and he was bad in 2021. Like I remember, he was getting pinch hit at bats in the playoffs in the World Series, and I'm like, what are we doing? Like put in Adrianza. I was I was kind of a Orlando Arcia hater, but uh, last year he was solid when Ozzy went down, and this year he's just been great. And uh, you know, we can get into the reserves now, but it is funny. That uh, Orlando's backup in this All Star game is Dansby Swanson. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, Freddie and Dansby made it. So yeah, a lot of familiar uh, clubhouse guys in, in yeah. the rotation. So that's pretty cool. I saw, <laughs> I saw a, a tweet saying it would be pretty cool if um, they lined it up for one inning to for it to be Freddie, Ozzy, Dansby, and Austin Riley all in the infield. So I think that that would be kind of cool, actually. There's yeah. some, there's they're definitely gonna take a picture all four of them, and it's gonna. Gonna bring back some memories for sure, but um, yeah, we can get into the reserves now. The guys that made it, Ozzy and Austin Riley, um, kind of buried the lead there. They both made it, and um, two another guy that you've said at the beginning of the year is making the All Star team. Be surprised, Bryce Elder, is uh in there, and Spencer Strider also made it, and then Matt Olson is back into Freddie Freeman. Some more little irony there, but uh, yeah, no, nothing too surprising. Um, a few weeks ago, it looked like Strider might not make it because he just got rocked back to back starts, but. Um, three good starts heading into the break, um, lowering his ERA down to like a three six, um, and all the strikeout numbers he's going to get in. And Bryce Elder, I think he's got the second best ERA in the National League, so uh, nothing too surprising. Um, kind of cool the whole infield made it, and uh, yeah, eight All Stars that ties. Uh, I think that's the, ties the all time record and ties the Braves record. I think in '03 they had um, eight All Stars too, so uh, pretty cool. The Braves are going to be well represented in Seattle. So what do you think about the reserves and the starters that made it? Yeah, pretty freaking cool that the whole infield made it. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Credit to 
I know Ron Washington said it was one of the most emotional days of his career. Like that's got to feel so good. Yeah. Like, the, the work you put in every single day with those guys and for them to shine on the you know biggest stage. That's, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, Bryce Elder, Strider both made it um, really, really cool. Uh, I think both first time all-stars, I think we had four yep. first time all-stars. So um, yeah, that super cool. Like we're bringing eight out to uh, Seattle. So um, yeah, I, I saw a thing. It said a quarter of the Braves roster made the all-star team, which there could have been more. There could have been more with, you know, Wright and Freed and yeah. uh, Jesse Chavez staying healthy. Like we could have had easily 10, 11, oh, yeah. you know, guys out there. And so just, they deserve it. Every single one of them deserve it. And super cool. Yeah. Jesse Chavez is the one that does sting. Cause I do think he really had a chance of making it if he would have stayed healthy. And I'm um, free too. Like free, I think what was his ERA before he got hurt? It's like two oh eight. It was a small sample, but still, Max Freed's good. And uh, yeah. I think he threw the live batters for the first time this week. So he, uh, I think he's going to be ready after the All Star break, which is sneaking up on us now. And then uh, right a little bit down the road, but uh, Freed's getting him back is going to be a huge lift. And uh, we can kind of talk about the rotation now. Um, Soroka's back. He looked good. And uh, they sent down Schauber and Schuster, and they also brought up Colby Allard, who um, kind of thought he was just a throw-in in that Jacob Arizzi trade this offseason, but he pitched really well against the the Twins. Went 4.2 shutout innings with eight strikeouts. Um, didn't see that coming. He's getting another shot. He's going to start in Cleveland this week. Um, and uh, as far as Soroka, he went six innings pitched with uh, three strikeouts in the blowout win where they beat the Marlins 16-4. to Um and he gave up a couple of home runs, but really settled in, had seven strikeouts, and uh, definitely looked a lot more sharp than um, his first stint with Atlanta. Um, Vila looked up to you. I think he hit 96 a couple times, which is uh, cool to see because he really he really wasn't even hitting that one in 2019 when he was one of the best pitchers in the league. So maybe he's about to unlock another level to his game. But, yeah, what do you think about those two guys in particular? Because they both look good, and you know the, the rotation's been banged up, but they just keep finding guys to get innings out of. Heck yeah. Yeah. Allard looked really, really good. Um, I know he struck out the side in the first and then, um, you know, a lot of ground balls, eight strikeouts. It's pretty dang good. You'll take that. Um, yeah, he, he looked good. So impressed with that. He definitely earned another start. Um, I knew Schuster was looking a little bit shaky. Um, yeah. you know, he, he just, he just needs a little bit more time. And I think like him getting up and, and pitching the bigs, getting that experience is good for him. And, uh, maybe he can, you know, learn a little bit from that. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see him again, I'm sure. Um, and then Soroka. Yeah. Soroka looked really, really good. Um, you know, still had one bad inning, uh, gave up a couple of deep balls. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think it was the third inning. Um, you know, he looked good and he got a ton of run yeah. support. And so, um, you know, you'll take, you'll take six innings, you know, two or three runs every single time from him with that, with that lineup. Yeah. I mean, and Solaire took him deep and, I like when if Soler hits a home run off of us, I actually don't even care. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> him and Jock. I know him and Jock have a couple homers off of us, and I can't even get mad. So, um, yeah. Uh, I do want to talk about one game in particular. We're not going to go through every game because there's a bunch of them because we missed some time. But the first game of Cincinnati, this was the game that got Schauber sitting down because he was pretty bad. But this was an insane game. Um, Ellie De La Cruz hit for the cycle against us. He was crazy. Um, the Braves scored five runs in the first inning, and they lost. They lost 11-10, to 10, um, but a pretty crazy game. The Braves had a comeback threat with a few homers. Just kind of too much offense to even talk about um, between these two teams, but um, this was like full-blown Reds mania after this game. It feels like forever ago, but uh, 
yeah, what'd you think about this game? Because it was just madness from the start and uh, really a good series overall. All one-run games and the Braves were able to take the last two. So what'd you think about this series as a whole and this game in particular? Yeah, like, dude, by the end of this series, I just wanted to get out of Ohio. Mm -hmm. Um, Like Cincinnati, like, they're on the come up. They've got a lot of young long, young guys, uh, good talent. Like, Ellie De, De La Cruz is he's ridiculous. Like, fastest yeah. man on the planet. It's, so he claims. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, like, every single game in the Red Series was a one-run game. Uh, just like we talked about um, the first series with the Reds in Atlanta, every single game was a one-run game. Um, oh, I didn't even think about that. That's, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Six one-run games. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but the Braves are five and one against the Reds. Um, you know, just sneakily pulled out every single one of those wins. Like, yeah. um, super tight games. That ballpark in Cincinnati, man, is just it's it's a home run derby up there. It's so small, and yeah. I, I I did not feel safe with a four run lead. Like, Mm-mm. you were never out of it any game up there. And so, um, yeah, just just a nail biter, raise my blood pressure type series. Yeah. They call it the Great American Small Park. I know Jeff Francoeur dropped that one a few times during this series, and uh, it lived up to the name because 11 to 10, 7 to 6, and 7 to 6. <laughs> it's a lot of <laughs> runs. Um, one other game I do want to touch on uh, is the second game of the Philly series, which I this was just a pretty funny ending. Um, 0-0 heading into the extra innings in the top of the 10th, and the Braves do get a run across. And um, Kyle Schwarber, man, good Lord. Uh, this – that, that was just so funny. I mean, two outs, runners on second and third. Austin Riley hits the kind of hits the line drive, nothing too hard, but and Trumper just drops it, two run score, and then Ozuna hits a home run right after, and it's five to nothing. Um, that was just awesome. Um, being that that Phillies, we only get to play play them twice because one of the games got rained out, but uh, getting those two ones felt big too, because. Uh, like both these Marlins and Philly series, they kind of came in. It's like, all right, trying to make a statement against these Braves, and nope. And with that, the way that game ended was just so funny. So, yeah, what do you think about Kyle Schwarber's defense? Yeah, that was a bad, very bad, especially to do it in Philly. Like the fans will turn on yeah. you in a heartbeat, and so oh, yeah. they were booing them, booing them, and then Ozuna steps in, two run bomb. Like that was just the the cherry on top. Like. I kind of felt bad for Schwarber, but not really. Nah, nah. <laughs> Never feel bad for the Phillies or the Marlins. And I guess we can touch on the Marlins games now. Um, really just big brother them big time. Um, 16 to four in game one. We kind of talked about that one with uh, Soroka, but the offense just went nuts. Five runs in the first inning. Um, and then they just kept on adding on. Like, uh, let me see who all hit a homer for us in this game. So long list. Olsen hit two. Eddie hit one, Austin Riley hit one, Sean Murphy hit one, and Ronald Cooney hit one. Um, it's a lot of homers. Uh, yeah, can't really say much about that one. Just a blowout. Um, game two, this is where things like really just got insane for me, watching game two in the first inning. They score six in the first off of Yuri Perez, who has been incredible this season. He's a 20-year-old. He's an absolute stud. He was on a 21 um, scoreless inning streak. His ERA was like right about to be below one. And he gets one out in the first inning and he is gone. Six earned runs off of him um, and seven hits. I think the first six batters got a hit. Acuna and Albies hit a homer to start the game back to back. 
Like that was one thing I was just like, this was, I can't believe this when I'm watching, like it's it got insane right there. I, I don't know what you thought watching that in first inning, but I was like, this is unreal. I think um Eric O'Flaherty, Braves legend, stud reliever. He tweeted, um, it was a good tweet. He said, even if the Braves were cheating, this still doesn't make sense. <laughs> and I agree. Cause that, that first inning was like unreal. So what'd you think about that? Getting just teeing off on Perez like that. Yeah, like he he had been very good over his last three or four starts. I think he's yeah. 21, 20, 20, 21 years old. Um, he's 20. He can't drink yet. Yeah, like he's a stud, dude, and he's going to be really good. But the Braves made him look like, you know, a regular Joe out there, like me. Yeah. Like he got one out, and then he's pulled. And for the rest of the game, you're just, you know, throwing guys in there that will eat some innings up, and that's exactly what happened. Uh Braves got to him early and just kept the gas on the pedal. Like Marlins, um, you know, Marlins been playing very good lately. Like coming into the series, they were six games back and this was a huge series. Like, you know, three game, three games, you know, anything could happen. Um, and uh, they got big brother, like you said, just yeah, flattened, destroyed, rolled over any word in the book. Um, yeah. Just, we just beat the crap out of them. Like there's no other way to describe it. <laughs> yeah. And then um, game three, this was the close one in quotes. Um, we won six to three. We actually did trail two to nothing, to try to give a couple runs early, but he really settled in. And then the offense woke up. Arcia hit a homer. Um, Darno hit a homer to add some insurance. Um, just a, another nice one. Ozzy had the big blow uh, to put us up. Um, but yeah, it was just I, I had no fear in this one. We went down two nothing. I was like, oh, that sucks, but uh, bats will wake up. And I think Strider said that in his post game too. He said, "I don't have to be perfect. I just got to be good enough because they're gonna hit eventually." And that's exactly what happened. And uh, they sweep the Marlins. They are best team in baseball. And I think it's yeah. pretty easy. Um, they do got the race series next week, so I guess that can be the the decider for now who's better. Which I'm super excited for that. But um. Yeah, man. You got any more thoughts on this team? Because it's just they broke the uh, home run record for a single month with 61 homers in June. Like it's there's so many stats you could throw out that are just unbelievable. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to read a little bit of statistics now and, and just kind of recap the whole month. So um, they went 21 and four. By the way, Miami went 19 and eight also in the month yeah. of June. So um for them to come into town as hard as they were to sweep them. Like we'll just put them back in their place really fast. Um, so 21 and four, the offense, they batted 307 with 572 slugging, a 943 OPS, 270 hits, 61 home runs, 168 RBIs with a 18% strikeout rate. And a plus seventy one run differential, like that is. If that was one player, that it's is like an like, MVP. He's an MVP uh, candidate. He's yeah, MVP. he's doing it all. He's stealing bases. He's, you know, walking almost ten percent. You know, I mean, there, there's not enough words. Like that's all you got to say. Just put those stats in front of you. Um, yeah, this team is special, man, and I just, I just can't wait. Uh, like you said, they got the Rays next week. Um, you know, top two teams in baseball facing off right before the All Star break. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun series. Um, yeah, 
but yeah, this, this team is ridiculous. Uh, this is the third eight game winning streak of the season. And we're not even at the all-star break yet. We gotta get over eight, man. We keep losing on the eighth or the ninth win. That's we need to win tomorrow. Kind of keep it yeah. going. I hate to I'm complain, down. but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm looking at Fangraphs now, and um, right now the Braves have a 99% chance to win the division. And this is just funny. They have a hundred percent chance to make the playoffs without even clinching a playoff spot. I, I I guess the math makes sense somewhat, but they haven't clinched it yet. So technically, it's not a hundred percent. But um. 24% chance to win the World Series. That uh, like uh, this team is so good. That's high. That's so high. <laughs> that's insanely yeah. high. I'd probably put it like maybe 15, like somewhere around there. Even that feels high. Because like right now the Rays are 14.1, the second highest. <laughs> so Fangraphs loves the Braves. Um, because they already have them making the playoffs when they haven't clinched yet. Um, which is funny. But uh yeah, man, they're absolutely insane and um you can't really say any more about them can't really complain you you can look as hard as you can and you just can't find nothing like they yeah. pitch well hit well steal bases defense all of it's just about as good as you can get and um yeah i'm really just trying to soak it in just watching them because it's not gonna be like this forever i know they're gonna be good for a long time but this might be the peak because i don't like i've never seen a team be this good so um yeah we can uh move on to the hawks now who finally got some news because draft happened and free agency has opened up. Um, first thing, we, I guess we'll go in chronological order here and talk about the draft. Um, they drafted Kobe Kobe Bufkin with the 15th overall pick. Uh, they made a trade to get Muhammad Gay with the 39th pick, and then um, Seth Lundy is their 46th second-round pick. So we can talk about Bufkin mostly. Um, he's the only guy I've heard of of these three, um, Michigan point guard. Um you know, it seems like a guy that can really do it all good, he particularly doesn't do anything like super great, but everything is solid, uh, can be a good defender off the bat. It looks like good ball handler, a guy that doesn't need to command the basketball, which is very important when he's on the team with Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. Um, so, yeah, what do you think about this pick overall, man? Because it seems like a good pick to me. I'm not an expert on the draft by any means, but he was a guy that was a projected lottery pick and he fell to the Hawks. Um, so third year in a row, their first round pick fell down to him and, Getting the guy that falls has uh, worked out pretty well so far. Jalen Johnson and A.J. Griffin look pretty good. So what do you think about Kobe Bufkin? Yeah, I'm honestly a fan. Uh, going yeah. and grabbing a guard, um, you know, you definitely need a guard that can, you know, is a two-way player. Um, I think he led the Big Ten in steals. Let's see how many steals. He averaged 1.3 a game, um, 14 points a game, uh, four and a half rebounds, and three assists a game. So, yeah, and like they said, he had a big jump from his freshman year to his sophomore year. Uh, you know, let's see, eleven point jump. Um, so yeah, pretty good. Um, I, I like the pick a lot. I think, you know, seeing a lefty out there is pretty cool. Um, yeah, <laughs> pretty, it's pretty rare. I like, but like lefties, something something's just beautiful about you know the way they shoot. I, I really like it. So, um, yeah, I, I like it. He's a big guard. He's six four, one seventy five. Um, you know, can can play offense, defense, stretch the floor. You know. Really, I like I like it. Like when Trey's off the floor, if if Kobe can come in, if he's if he's not starting, you know, playing in the first rotation, um, I think he's going to be a guy that can get some buckets. You know, he's he's good off the ball. He's good with the ball in his hand. Um, yeah, I mean, not too much to say. I, I just really want to see him play. Um, you know, I definitely think he'll be in the summer league here pretty soon. So we'll get a little definitely. bit of taste of that. But um, but yeah, I'm excited. I I have no complaints there. I think a guard was a position you needed. 
Um, but yeah, we'll just, we'll just see how it works out, but I like it. Yeah, I like it too. Um, getting the guy that falls, uh, they actually could have gotten the guy that really fell, Cam Whitmore. He was mm -hmm. like projected high as fourth and he went 20th. Uh, his medicals just must be awful. Um, but uh, yeah, I did see like a stat. I don't have the stat in front of me, but um, Kobe Bufkin and Jet Howard, who went like four picks before him, um, both played in Michigan. He's actually Juwan Howard's son. Um, Jet was the, like the starting point guard uh, the, the first half of the season, and then they really went over to Kobe Bufkin more, and like it kind of transformed Michigan's offense, and they got a lot better under Bufkin, like being the main guy. So that's definitely encouraging. Um, everybody was saying that Jet Howard was kind of a stretch, getting him at eleven. Um, so it seems like the Hawks got the right Michigan guard, but who knows with these guys um, at the end of the day, they're kids and uh, going to take some time for them to develop, especially these like where the Hawks have picked the past few years, like 15 to 20. You're not necessarily getting um, the cream of the crop. You're not getting Victor Wimbanyama. You're not getting Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller. But um, uh, yeah, one more thing about like drafting that this has nothing to do with this draft, but I thought it was funny <laughs> and just like kind of actually grabbing headlines um, did you see the ESPN mock draft for next year having us picking Bronny James and LeBron? Yes, <laughs> you best believe I did. LeBron, man. I'm the biggest LeBron fan ever. And uh, yeah, seeing him repost all the edits and stuff with the jersey on, like that was so cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's a year out. Like we'll see how good <laughs> Bronny is at USC. Like, but like I, I was really curious if um, like let's say Bronny is like let's say he's a He's not a top 10 talent. Let's he's not even a top 20 talent. Let's say he's going to fall between 30 and 50. Is there a team out there sitting at number I don't know, 15 that's like well, we know if we draft Bronny, we're getting LeBron James. Getting LeBron, yeah. Like LeBron's almost 40, but is that is that worth it? Like is 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 LeBron going to boost his value because he's potentially going to go where his son goes? Yeah. Um super interesting, but it is a lot's going to depend, like you said, with Bronny at USC, how he looks and how LeBron looks next year as yeah. he gets older. If he's still like if, if he's the same guy he was this year, then I think a lot of teams are definitely going to consider because I think that was the whole thought process with the Hawks. I think they had a 17th overall taking Bronny. And um, like Bronny's not like a lottery pick. He's he could be a good player, but he's not like a crazy huge like prospect like you would think he would be being LeBron James' son. He's a good player, don't get me wrong. But um yeah, like if he's like a 30, like he's a second round guy, would a team really reach to get LeBron? I think a team would. <laughs> it's LeBron James. Yeah. Even if you have that one year window or two years of LeBron's last years, you kind of got to go for it. I think a team will. That's going to be, I mean, you thought like Victor Wimanyama and Zion's going to be crazy for the number one pick, like the Bronny LeBron. And if he really is going wherever he goes, that's going to be crazy. But yeah, yeah, LeBron put on his story. He said, um, said, I think he said like James Gang's going to be pulling up. <laughs> Dude, LeBron on the that. Hawks. Oh man, the guy that's owned <laughs> us forever joining. I'm, hey, I would love it. I would I'm love down. It. it would. It might be some Michael Jordan Wizards type beat, but I would still <laughs> sign up for it. Yes, all the way. Absolutely. Okay, now um, now for the not fun part of this episode. Um, John Collins is no longer a Hawk. It's kind of sad. Um, not, nothing surprising. He's been chopped forever now, but uh, he is a member of the Jazz. Got traded for Rudy Gay and a future second-round pick. Uh, pure salary dump all the way. Uh, the Hawks are saving a little over $18 million. Um, they do get – this might this might be the biggest part of the trade. They do get a $25 million trade exception. So um, they don't have to match salary of $25 million with a team if they want to make a big trade. 
So that could help um, in the future. But other than that, hard, hard to find positives. Um, I know Collins had a rough year last year, but and uh, kind of tanked his value. But I do think he is a much better player than uh, getting traded for Rudy Gay in a second round pick. So what were your first thoughts on this? Because uh, it was a woge bomb. Um, you knew it could have happened at any moment as soon as free agency opened up. But uh, what do you think about uh, John finally leaving? Yeah, it's I just I absolutely hate that he's been under this pressure for the last five years. It feels like like, yeah, oh, John Collins is going to get traded. John Collins is going to, you know, be shipped off to China or whatever, like <laughs> just nonstop. He has been in trade talk and I'm just I'm just glad it finally got through like. Honestly, like it's been such a distraction for the fans, for the locker room, for John himself, like to be on the trade block forever. Like it it just can't be healthy. Um, You know, I kind of feel bad for him, but like, honestly, I I don't think they should have resigned him um, to that big deal. Like we can talk about that. Um, But, but after that run they made, like they were kind of forced to do that, I guess. Um, I don't know, man. Just like you said, pure salary dump. We didn't get anything in return. Um, you know, we just we just got that money off the books. And um, it's gonna be interesting to see what they do during the season and during the offseason. Like, you know, are they are they gonna use that money to re-sign DeJounte? Are they gonna, you know, break it down, trade everybody? I, I this this yeah. this season right now they're coming up is so critical to the future of this franchise. Um, you know, because DeJounte is on his last year. Um, and, and you got a lot of question marks at center with Capella and Onyeka and, you know, these guys are going to have to have new deals soon. And, um, uh, you know, they're really pushing the button. Um, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, there's so many uncertainty around this franchise. I, I'm honestly super scared <laughs> for the future. If they don't <laughs> perform, like, even if they do perform good, um, DeJounte is going to want to max like oh, all yeah, these, all, all these guys like, are getting paid. What Fred Van Vliet got. That sucked for that sucked for Hawks trying to negotiate with Dejounte Murray. <laughs> what Max Strus got? What? Oh yeah, I'm saying guard specifically. Yeah, gave Vincent yeah. too. Yeah, all these guys are getting freaking paid, and um, you know, someone of Dejounte's caliber. I don't know if he's deserving of a max, but he's gonna get one. Someone's gonna someone's gonna uh, open someone will cough it up for sure. Yeah, unless yeah. he's just awful next year, which I don't think he will be. Um, but yeah, I like what you brought up about the um his contract. I just the Hawks. I feel like the Hawks had way more leverage in those negotiations. Like I feel like they could have gotten just a better deal. Like five for one twenty-five is Collins is a good player, man. I think in at his like if he was as good as he can be, he's worth that. But he wasn't as good as he could be last year, and um, it really felt like the Hawks just kind of got played by Collins and his agent, which was good for John Collins. More money for him, but um, yeah, I do think him in Utah it's a good fit. <clears throat> the Jazz were kind of surprisingly good last year. And um, he can really just have a bigger role in their offense. He was just yeah. kind of, especially with Murray coming in this year, he was just lower and lower on the totem pole. And, um, you know, he didn't do himself any favors by not being able to make a three-pointer for the first half of the season. But um, I still think Collins is a good player. He's really become a solid defender, too. And uh, it does suck. He was the longest-tenured Hawk. It's kind of crazy because it seems yeah. like not too long ago when we drafted him. Now it's Trey. Trey is the longest-tenured Hawk, which is kind of funny. Um but uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it sucks. I don't know what the Hawks are gonna do. They really haven't done anything, um, yet in free agency. I really hope they just don't sit on all this money and just or like eighteen million under the cap. I think that'd be very annoying. They got to do something, trade for somebody, sign somebody. 
Um, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, it was kind of everybody thought Capella got traded for a second. Um, was that yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Because uh, Shams tweeted that the Rockets are uh, sending Ty Ty Washington and Usman Garuba to the Hawks, and everybody kind of thought that was the Capella trade. And uh, then he like he, there was just no player because the Hawks are sending the draft rights of Alpha Kaba to um to uh, Houston. You want to talk about that? You got any takes on Ty Ty Washington and Usman Garuba? There are two um lottery picks or first round yeah. picks at least. Yeah, two former first round picks. Yeah. Um, they haven't really played, so I mean, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and I guess Alpha Kaba. I think we picked him in the second round last year, and he just went back overseas. So we get to. We get him when he comes back, but now the Rockets do. It's just the draft rights. It's really weird. That's what Bogey did because um, he got drafted like four years before he came to the NBA and the Kings drafted him and the Kings got him when he came. It's kind of weird. I don't know why they just don't come immediately, but I really, I don't know. Yeah, super yeah. weird. I mean, not much to talk about. I, I, I've never <laughs> yeah, it's seen not. these guys play. <laughs> I just, the, main thing, the main thing I brought up because like for a second, like people were like, oh, is this Capella? Is Capella getting traded back to the Rockets? Um, but yeah, other than that, the Hawks have done nothing. It's been absolutely nothing. Radio silence. Um, and uh, yeah, this whole free agency has been kind of weird for the whole league. Like everybody's kind of going back to their old teams. Like Chris Milton went back to the Bucks. Kyrie's back with the Mavericks. Draymond went back to the Warriors. You know, some guys are moving, like the Heat guys, Struson, Benson, and um. But really, other than that, there hasn't been like too like too much movement. It's kind of weird. Um, yeah, well, there's the okay. there is the Dame stuff in the air right now, but. Yeah, what are the Rockets doing? I, I think because they got um Dylan Brooks today too. I don't know. <laughs> They're building a roster of of a bunch of guys that can't shoot. They're all like thirty five percent shooters. Um, they're probably yeah. really banking on Jalen Green and um Kevin Porter just to really shoot a lot. <laughs> yeah, and Van Vliet's got to have the ball too. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what they're doing. Um. You know, they had a lot of draft capital. You know, they got Cam of, Whitmore, bunch of so, young guys. Um, yeah, yeah, they're all over the place, and and really like a lot of the deals that have gone down, I am not like a big fan of them. And so, like with the Hawks doing nothing, oh, yeah. it's 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 like, okay, you're not improving the team, but you're not spending. Super yeah, money. at least you're not doing some of the yeah. That... So, I'm I'm just excited. I, I want to see what they do. I honestly, I think Capella will be gone um, before the start of the season. Like I can see that too. It's just inevitable. Like um, even though I, baby, even though I like Capella, I think I think Okongwu deserves a start and roll. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he's he's not making as much money. You know, get a little more salary off the books and and try to make and something Cap- happen. Capella actually has like trade value. You're not just dumping salary with him. You can actually get something useful back. Like you're yeah. not just Rudy Gay, who probably won't <laughs> even make it to the first game of the season. He's probably going to get. Um, bought out or traded or even cut is Rudy Gay. He had a good career. Um, Rudy Gay used to be a really good player, but he's not yeah. that anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, with the rest of the league, uh, I guess the Dame stuff kind of has to do something with the Hawks. It looks like he's going to the Heat. Um, we'll see. I think the it's kind of funny. The, the Blazers said, we do not want Tyler Hero. Find a third team. <laughs> 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 Which I, I kind of relate. I don't think Tyler Hero is that good. Um, but uh yeah, it looks like, like Duncan Robinson and a bunch of draft picks are going to be going to the Blazers and whoever else they can find for this third team. James Harden's stuff is up in the air. He might go to the Clippers, I guess. I kind of forgot about him. 
with all the Dame stuff going on. But uh, yeah, kind of thought that there was going to be a little more shakeup. I didn't think Kyrie was going back to the Mavericks. I really didn't. Um, so I guess good for the Mavericks. That trade doesn't look as bad now if he were just left. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, really, yeah, we're talking about the lead now because the Hawks have just done nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, I hope the Hawks sign somebody, something to talk about. But uh, I think they'll at least do something. If they just stand pat, I guess they could. I mean, they they have Sadiq Bay and Jalen Johnson to play the four to replace Collins if they really just wanted to stay pat. But yeah. uh, I don't, I I can't imagine that would go over well with the fan base if they just did nothing else. Yeah, they're they're. It seems like they're really banking on, uh, you know, a couple guys to take the next step, like AJ yeah. Griffin, Jalen Johnson. Those guys are gonna have big roles next year, and uh, you know, I mean, we have a solid ten man roster right now, like, but yeah. uh, outside of that, you got a you got a bunch of guys that need to prove themselves and. Um, obviously we're not in camp. We can't see what's going on, but you know, hopefully Quinn Snyder's cooking up something with his new coaching staff. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, one more thing, uh, Trey young, uh, the USA basketball roster was announced today. I saw this and Trey publicly said that he wanted to play for the team. Right. And he didn't make the roster. This roster that's constructed right now, has it's not very z- good. <laughs> it has zero all NBA players. Yeah. Zero. I, I I don't know how you do not pick up Trey Young. I mean, he's he would be the best player on that roster. Um, and, and if he publicly came out and said he wanted to play, I don't know how you don't take him. Yeah, he's always been he's been snubbed left and right from Team USA since the very beginning of his career. He's just tried to be on the team multiple times. He's never cracked it. I think he tried to play in the Olympics and it didn't happen. Like um yeah, I don't know, man. I guess I don't know. Maybe people just don't like Trey. I don't know. <laughs> and then Jalen Johnson were playing pickleball. People were really hyped up about that for some reason. Like I saw multiple <laughs> things. Like, oh, this off-court chemistry is going crazy right now. <laughs> like, okay, love to see it, man. Yeah, but um, yeah, we'll see what they do. Um, yeah, Capella is interesting. See if they do anything with him. DeAndre Hunter could still get traded. Which um, I'll make. Let me make one more. One more point. Um, it's just so funny NBA contracts of how, like, these teams do not view these guys as like this is the future. They like view these guys like okay, we can trade this guy because <laughs> Hunter mm-hmm. his his extension hasn't kicked in yet. And um, this was really funny. Jeremy Grant he just got a uh sign with sign resigned with the Trailblazers for like a ridiculous contract, like a huge overpay. And there was already an article out. He signed like three days ago, and there's already an article out like. The Blazers could trade Jeremy Grant. <laughs> yeah, like he wants out because Jimmy Lillard wants out. It's like, like he he could like he is definitely like look look forward to Jeremy Grant getting traded at the deadline. It's like these teams like it, it's it's like so different from baseball. Of when the, you extend a guy in baseball, that's your guy. Like he's there. It's yeah. a different league. Like you got to match salary, and that's kind of the way it is. But um, yeah, I just thought that was so funny, and I think Jeremy Grant definitely thought Dan was staying. <laughs> he still he still should have took that contract regardless. But um, yeah, I can't imagine um he really wanted to play without Dame. But I do think it is interesting the Trailblazers um with Scoot Henderson. I think they could actually be good in a couple of years. But um, yeah, I think that's it with the with the Hawks. Um, Quinn Snyder, that that gives me hope. Quinn Snyder gives me hope. I'll I'll leave on that thought because I think he's a very good coach. So um, yeah, you got any final takes before we get out of here? No, I don't. I, I really hoping the Hawks make some moves. And like I said, super critical year. Um, you know, th- this this could either go one or two ways. Like we compete 
Um, yeah. You know, maybe re-sign DeJounte, um, you know, see what we got in Jalen Johnson, AJ Griffin. Um, but, but if, if things don't go well, it's, it's going to be a fire sale. And I think, I think they're going to, I don't know. I don't know. I so. can't imagine. Like, I, could you imagine get to the point where they? I, I don't think. I don't think they're ever going to trade Trey unless he's like, like forces his way out. But is there a world where Dejounte's dealt at the deadline? You think? Yeah. Look, dude. Oh. If, if if we're we'd have to be we'd have to be actually bad though. We could like if we were like how we were last year's mid all year. I don't think so. I think we would just keep running it. If if we're absolutely mid again and we're twenty five and. You're... 24 going in, or yeah yeah going into the all-star break like uh you can I make the know. argument that that's probably the right thing to do if they're just mid again to get what you can for Dejounte, and you probably don't want to resign yeah him. yeah because um, you know how many times do that how many times have we had guys on roster and they just walk in free agency we get absolutely nothing from them paul Millsap. We do when uh, we lost al horford and signed dwight howard instead of signing al horford that was cool yeah Millsap walked <laughs> Like yeah. Millsap still had, you know, some good years in Denver after he left. Like we just yeah, get nothing for these players. So it's going to be super interesting. Um, you know, I expect DeJounte to have a fantastic year. He's trying to get paid. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Contract year. I do think he could really snap. Um, DeAndre Hunter, if he wants to be good consistently, that would be a huge help. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. It's a long way from the season. It's July. Um, so the long offseason, the Hawks could do a crazy move. We never know. Um, there could be a team like I saw like Paul George rumors. Um, I don't think the Clippers are doing that though. They're trying to get James Harden. So, uh, but if something goes wrong with some team and they decide it's time for us to blow things up, maybe the Hawks could pick up some scraps. I don't know. Um, but I wouldn't, ex- I wouldn't anticipate anything like that of a player like of that caliber coming, but you know, they can still add, there's still some guys out there that could help this team a lot. So definitely yeah, we can, uh, we can get out of here. I'm sure there'll be more to talk about. At least I hope, because um, there has it's been quiet so far. So probably tomorrow something will happen um, for sure, and they're right after record. But uh, yeah, I'll be fine with that. So if you uh, made it this far listening, we uh, really really appreciate it, and we will see you next week with another episode. Mm-hmm.